Welcome everyone to the Route Runners podcast. I'm Jared. I'm James. All right, so I'm going to be your host again today for the Monday show, the recap. Uh, Shrieker will not be joining us. He's got a lot of school stuff to figure out because Penn State is awesome. So, yeah, just going to be the normal uh, routine. We're just going to recap all the games. Um, in terms of myself, it was a very depressing week of football, and I think everyone kind of knows why when you watch uh, the game on Sunday night. But, yeah, it wasn't very fun for me. Um, not really for James either, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, so we're just going to go right into the Thursday night game. Green Bay goes on the road, makes a statement, and beats the Arizona Cardinals 24-21. to I was saying on the uh, Thursday show when we previewed Thursday night that I think that Aaron Rodgers is just going to, you know, kind of show people that he's still one of the elites in the league and that the Packers are one of the best uh, teams in the league. And I thought that, you know, Arizona – was coming in here with a lot of not really like a lot of pressure, but just like expectations that they were going to win this game. Green Bay was without their two receivers. And I just said, you know what, this is just going to be a vintage Aaron Rodgers game where he's going to keep this close. And even though that the Green Bay shouldn't be involved uh, in this game, that they're going to win or that they're going to keep it really close. And, you know, if it weren't for AJ Green being an idiot, then maybe Arizona would have actually won. But obviously that didn't happen. And Green Bay comes out with the win. James, what, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know what AJ Green was thinking on that last play. Like, did he not know what the play was? Like, did they not? Like, has like every? It seems to be like when every receiver is like running around, they know the ball is being thrown to them. But AJ Green was just like, he just didn't care, or didn't even notice. Uh, I don't think he's football ready, or he's a fo- should be a football player anymore after that. But who knows? I mean, he ha- he hasn't looked like. I don't know. I don't see a future in football with him right now. But I mean, yeah, the the Green Bay Packers came to play. They definitely surprised everyone with the loss of Devontae Adams out. I mean, the Cardinals were without D-Hop for the majority of the game, but still, like, the the Packers lost a lot offensively, and we know their defense isn't that great. So seeing them contain the Cardinals' offense was very impressive, to say the least. And, I mean, look, people may think they're the Packers are a terrible 7-1 team, but I think they're just going back to that week one game where they got absolutely destroyed by the Saints. Like, that was just a fluke game. It, it seems like it was just a fluke game because the Packers have won seven straight after that. So I'm thinking I, – I think they're they're contenders, but I think people just go back to that week one game, in my opinion. And then for the Cardinals, I think this was a very winnable game, but they had to go up against Aaron Rodgers, and we know Aaron Rodgers always puts up a fight, and he doesn't go down easily. So uh, this is a, a, a well-fought game on, on both sides, but congrats to the Packers for coming out with the win there. Even – yeah, without a, with a battered offense and defense, they still got the win. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about Green Bay because obviously this is a huge win with – an Arizona team that was kind of at full strength. I mean, obviously they lost J.J. Watt, which is a big piece, but Green Bay was a lot more injured than Arizona. They were on the road on a short week, and they still, you know, came out with this win and were kind of dominating the whole game, I would say. So, I don't know. I feel like like this was like a huge win for them. I still don't know if their ceiling says Super Bowl. I, I don't. I don't know because I've just seen it with this team. Like, I still think that this team looked better last year. I think that most people would probably agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what, what happens with Green Bay. Obviously, they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL right now. Um, and Arizona obviously loses their their streak. And now they're probably going to be without Kyler Murray for the next couple of weeks. So that's going to be 
uh, a problem. I think he does a lot for that team, even though he didn't play a great game on Thursday. I think that obviously he means a lot more to that team than people think. And I think that what is Drew Stanton going to be the quarterback for them? The Cardinals? Yeah. I believe so. It's not, that's not looking good for uh, yeah. the Cardinals. Any like. QB they put behind in front of or behind Kyler is not going to look good. Yeah. Like, even if they pick up a free agent QB, it's not going to look good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Green Bay gets the win. They're looking good. They're looking scary. I think Arizona's going to be fine. I don't know if I see Arizona winning the Super Bowl either. I think they definitely could. I think both of these teams could. I just don't know if they will, but we'll see. Uh, all right, so now going into Sunday, we got the Bills with a 26-11 to victory over the Dolphins. Uh, James, what did you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, I expected this to happen, obviously, because it was my lock. So, I mean, this game kind of scared me a little bit because it was tied 3-3 for in, in the half, yeah. and I lost a little confidence, but, I mean, I figured the Bills were going to beat the Dolphins. Obviously, it was by 15 points, so that was that's a good margin there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's concerning that the Bills were held to three points for a whole half by the Miami Dolphins. They lost Tennessee on a bye, and then, like, it's not convincing me that the Bills could be Super Bowl contenders after they got held to three points and a half to a, a then one and six Miami Dolphins team. But, I mean, after, yeah, they 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 um, came out to play. Not really, actually. The fourth quarter they did. They scored 16 points in the fourth quarter. But, like, 10 points in three quarters against the Miami team is not something to show off. And I don't think a top team that people thought the Bills were scoring 10 points against the Dolphins in three quarters is convincing of them being a top team. Obviously, there's still going to be a top team, but I don't know. It's this was a this was a weird game for the Bills. It definitely was. Again, it, again, it's, it is against the Dolphins, their divisional rival. Like these teams know how each other plays, but uh, I, I'm still. I think the Bills are still going to be contenders. I think this may have just been like an off game coming off the bye. So we'll see what Buffalo does next week to respond from this. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Just bye week rust. You know, Josh Allen is still one of the top quarterbacks in the league. They still have an elite receiving core. And Stefan Diggs is still not really being targeted as much, at, nearly as much as last year, which is surprising. Cole Beasley got a majority of the, of the looks in this game, which is kind of surprising. But. Yeah, I don't know. If I told you in the beginning of the season that the Dolphins would be one and seven, I like I think you'd kind of call me crazy. I think a lot of people were kind of considering the Dolphins contenders, and they are not going to even sniff the playoffs this year. They're going to have a high draft pick, but they're not even going to have it. It's going to be Philadelphia's. So, yeah, I mean, Tua's get like has a hard schedule. There's a lot of games that like. You know this game, this game against the Bills, and you had another game against the Bills earlier on in the year. Like, I don't know. It's even though he got hurt in that one, but I feel like Tua's just, you know, getting dealt a pretty bad hand. But even in the other games like that, they have good matchups. Tua plays well, but the Dolphins still find a way to lose. So I don't know. I, I feel like Miami's kind of stuck. I I don't know what they're gonna do. They still have a lot of picks, just not a first round pick this year. I think that Miami is pretty bad and. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in the Bills. I think that the Bills are the best team in the AFC. I think that there are other teams that are obviously good and can definitely beat them. But um, if I have to put money on any team in the AFC right now, it would be the Buffalo Bills. And even though this win over the Dolphins wasn't too convincing, that's what I would do. Uh, so next, um, we got the Panthers with a 19-13 to win uh, on the road against the 
the Falcons. I thought that the Panthers slide was going to continue because they used to always start off really well and then um, go on this huge uh, losing streak. And they did lose four in a row, but they get this win here on the road against Atlanta. James, uh, any thoughts about this game? Obviously, Kyle Pitts was not really involved in this game, which is kind of the player every, uh, like all three of us look for. I'm saying three because it's Shrieker, but he's not here right now. So, I mean, yeah, Kyle Pitts is like the kind of the, the game changer for the Falcons, and he really didn't get it going with only two catches for 13 yards. Like, it, it wasn't a great game. Obviously, Sam Darnold didn't do good again. So, I feel like Sam Darnold is just not the QB of Panthers need right now. I think he's just fallen off from, like, the first three weeks, and we thought he was actually going to be a good QB. I, who knows what it is with Sam Darnold. He could produce again, but... I think with McCaffrey, when McCaffrey comes back, then Darnold's going to produce. But it, at that point, it might be too late for playoff contention. So, I mean, yeah, Chuba Hubbard's stepping in nicely, but he's not no he's no CMC to carry the Panthers to a win, even though they did win, but it was against the Falcons, so it's not really that impressive to me. I, I don't think the Carolina's all that bad. Like, when you look at the box score for this game, it obviously doesn't look good, but when you get Christian McCaffrey back, he's going to do so much for that offense. It's going to open the entire thing up. DJ Moore and well, not really Robbie Anderson, but DJ Moore, Tommy Tremble, and the whole offense was kind of opened up when Christian McCaffrey was there. And Sam Darnold looked really good in those games. And now, obviously, he's not there, so they look worse. And Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry are probably the only two players or running backs in the NFL that will completely change an offense. And even though that you're game planning against them because they're literally the only player or one of the only players in their offenses that are good, they're going to produce regardless. I think that once they get him back, if they get him back this week, which they might still, um, I still think that Carolina can make that push for the playoffs. They're currently the four seed right now. So, yeah. Uh, as for Atlanta, there's a lot of unfortunate stuff going on there. Um, the picks for Matt Ryan were pretty bad. He got stepped on by, I don't know who the linebacker or the defensive player that stepped on him. Oh, was, but that, that, that was that was gross. He had a whole – his hand was just covered in blood because he got cleated by someone right on the hand. Uh, yeah, they had to change their entire game plan because Calvin Ridley just decided to not play, and now they are probably they may not have him for the rest of the year because he's stepping away from football. So we wish good luck to Calvin Ridley here at the podcast. But, yeah, I don't think that without Calvin Ridley, they kind of had to change their game plan within the last hour of uh, before the game. So they kind of had nothing to do, nothing to – really look at and it caused them to kind of just be lost on offense both of these teams didn't really play great a lot of missed uh drives in the red zone where they both had to settle for field goals but yeah i don't know i think that when carolina gets christian mccaffrey back they can still make a push for the playoffs atlanta's lost i mean i thought that they were going to win last week and there are still a lot of winnable games on atlanta's schedule but you know they're they're not the best team right now and the panthers are just straggling along yeah i don't think either team i Again, like I was saying before, if McCaffrey comes back too late, then I don't think I'd see either teams make the playoffs. As sad as that may sound, but like, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here, but like, I don't. The Falcons have a really tough schedule coming ahead, and I don't know if the Panthers do. I haven't checked their schedule. Actually, I'm on it right now. So, I mean, they have a, they have a pretty tough schedule. They play the Patriots, Cardinals, Bills, Buccaneers. Yeah. So I think all of those. Yeah, I think I don't think either of these teams are a playoff team with those tough yeah, schedules. I didn't even know that before you said it. Yeah, I mean maybe they can squeak out a win against whoever the fuck I just said. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they, can always, they can they, always win one of them. They, with McCaffrey back, who knows? They could probably squeak out a win against the Patriots next week. But for Cardinals, Bills, and Buccaneers, they play Buc- oh, yeah, they play Buccaneers twice, and then they have to play the Saints too. Mm. So that's a rough schedule. Yeah. And the Falcons have to play the Bucs um, twice also, right? I don't think they played the Bucs yet. The Falcons did in week two. Oh, so. I, I don't see any. I don't see any of these teams playing the playoffs. It says on, on that especially now that Ridley for Atlanta. Yeah. All right. So next, uh, this should be a quick one. The Steelers with a fifteen to ten win over the Browns. I am very concerned about Baker Mayfield. I am also very concerned about Ben Roethlisberger. But and the Browns had a lot of the, their guys healthy coming back. So I don't know what the hell happened here for the Browns. I really don't know either. Like. I mean, the Browns' defense did all they could. It's just the Browns' offense needs to step up. Uh, yeah, Baker is not looking like a franchise QB. Uh, he never did, but I don't think he's looking like a QB that should stay in Cleveland or that they should stay as their starting QB. Uh, That's going to be big this offseason. Yeah. Because I think his con- – I don't know if his contract is up. No, no, I think it is. Well, I think they gave him the extension, and, like, he has next year still on his rookie contract, but they'd have to decide by – this offseason. What's big of his fifth year option? No, like I think they did, and I think his fifth year is next year. Oh, god damn, that's been, it's already. I think so. Anyways, like the Steelers' offense is also way too predictable with Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson being the two leading people in, in receiving and rushing. So yeah, I don't have much to say about this game except the Steelers somehow pulled off a win, and I liked Miles Garrett's Halloween costume. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yes. Um. I think, yeah, again, the Steelers are just going to win. Their defense is going to win them some games, and that's exactly what happened here. It's still an elite unit, and the Browns' defense is too, and somehow Big Ben and the Steelers pulled the win out of their ass. So I guess they, at this moment, they have better skill players. Najee Harris, I don't know if he's better than Nick Chubb, but he looks real good right now, and uh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool are better than the Browns receivers at this point in time. So Steelers ended up getting the win also, the Steelers lost their kicker the whole game, so the fact that they had to go for two every time uh, yeah. and still won is kind of miraculous. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm just going to talk about this one really quick. I'm going to go out of order a little bit. The Eagles with a 44-6 win over the Lions. Not much to say here. The Lions are 0-8 and are probably going to end up with Matt Corral next year, I, I think, that or Kayvon Thibodeau, depending on what they want to do with Goff. But, yeah, the Lions are terrible. I'm kind of done feeling bad for uh, Dan Campbell. I mean, again, there were a lot of games that they could have won, but this is a game that you were only three and a half win underdogs for, and you got absolutely blasted. Yeah, this was my upset pick. So, I mean, that that ended well, right? Oh, yeah, I went 0-2 in that this week, so that's fun. So, but, yeah, like, this is the game the Lions should have won, but, like, 44-6, I'm just disappointed in the Lions. I I had hopes for them to at least win two games this year, and I don't see them – I see them winning one now. Yeah, if that – yeah, they, I don't even know what happened. Is Jamal Williams the reason why they, they lost 44-6? No. So like no, they, they got destroyed on the ground. Uh, I don't – yeah, it was bad. Literally, the Eagles – the Lions gave up two touchdowns to Boston Scott and Jordan Howard each. Yeah. Like, how do you let that happen? I, I'm disappointed in the Lions. Me too. But, yeah, I mean, that, that game's over. Not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, the Eagles just killed them on the ground, and that was that. Uh, probably the most surprising one in the week, and yes, this was my lock, everyone. The Jets with a 34-31 to victory over the Bengals. Mike White gets his first career victory in his first career start, and 
beats one of the most high-flying teams in the NFL in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, James, what do you think about this one? What the hell happened here in your Jets? <laughs> what the hell happened here is that I can't even tell you. I don't know what happened. This is probably a dream at some point. <laughs> I I know. I honestly, like, there's so much to say about this game, but I just don't have so much anything to, like, say about it. Like, obviously, I feel like Mike White is I, – I feel like if, when Zach Wilson comes back, Mike White is going to be – back to the bench but like 400 passing yards for Mike White against the Bengals and they and they won against Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon like holy shit like I'm amazed obviously Michael Carter had a huge impact like he showed out and that's very promising because he's a rookie and he's a a very good long-term guy now and he's showing a lot of promise and I'm kind of excited for that Thursday night game now. I know Jets Colts was probably gonna be a boring game, but like I kind of see how Mike White plays again now against the Colts defense. I kind of see what happens. I feel like it's gonna be a fun game to watch. Uh, the Bengals didn't even play bad either. They still put up 31 points against a Jets defense who isn't like terrible. So, yeah, this this game just shocked me the entire time. Um, I obviously didn't expect him to win. I thought everyone probably thought it was gonna be a blowout. Jared obviously thought that because it was his lock that Bengals beat the Jets. I didn't even think that the Bengals were going to cover. Like, I wasn't that confident in that. I just thought, like, there's no way that the Bengals lose to the Jets. Yeah, especially with Mike White at QB. Like, no one knew who Mike White was <laughs> until this game. And now everyone is talking about him. And they're probably going to forget about him when Zach Wilson takes over again. Which I don't want him to because Mike White just beat the Cincinnati Bengals, the top team in the AFC. Obviously, this doesn't help their draft stock. But, like, who cares? It's, it's, it's eight weeks in. You shouldn't really care about drafts like you should try to like at least win games so i'm happy for the jets i really am it was it was fun to watch there's a there was a lot that happened and I, I think the jets did everything right and i think that's how they beat the Bengals. so yay go jets yeah go jets is right uh mike white fucking won a football game against the Bengals. like how is that I never would have predicted that. I really didn't. Obviously, it was my lock, so there's that. Um, Michael Carter looked really good in this game for the Jets. That was probably the main reason that they won. I mean, there were a lot of checkdowns that Mike White was throwing, but, I mean, hey, it won them the game. But, yeah, like guys, Michael Carter, Jamison Crowder, nine catches, eight catches, even Ty Johnson, five catches. And these are all just, like, dump-offs to their skill position players. But you know what? If it's going to win you the game, it's going to win you the game. And a lot of the Bengals fans are mad. I don't know if you saw, James, the there was a helmet-to-helmet hit in the, on a third down that the Bengals stopped the Jets. And it obviously gave the Jets the first down, and then they obviously ended up winning the game. Yeah, Bengals fans are, like, really pissed off about it because, like, they're saying, like, they should have got another drive. But, I mean, you shouldn't be in that position against the Jets anyway. So they're kind of just blaming no one there. Um, I don't know how I feel about the Bengals. What, what do you think? Because, like – last week they beat Baltimore this week they lose to the Jets I mean is it just the parody in the NFL like are they actually just good they just had an off game or I think this is just that like our roommate was saying because he's also a Jets fan he was saying how like the Jets always get like that one like unearned win or like that one like weird win throughout the the year and I think this is the one of course that'd be against the Bengals but like I don't I'm not worried about the Bengals obviously it was weird to see them lose against Mike White and the New York Jets, nonetheless. But uh, I'm not worried about them. I think, I think the Ravens are probably going to win that division. But I think the Bengals can give, still give them a good run for their money, and I can still see them making the playoffs. But this obviously doesn't help their chances. 
So I'm not like panicking on them. I think I'm a lot more worried about the Bengals than you are. Yes, you are. I they've looked really they've looked really good, but I don't know. I, I think I, I don't I don't trust them. I think that they're still a year away. I mean, look, the Titans lost to the Jets, and look at how they look at them now. They beat the Bills, the Chiefs, and now the Colts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, but the Titans lost to the Jets with no Julio or AJ Brown, and I don't think they had their. They had another guy that was uh, another couple guys that were out too. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. If the I, Bengals win three straight, then that's why. Sure. Uh, let's well, let's look at the schedule actually. Um, we got the Browns at home. That's gonna be a good game. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't wait for Baker versus. Joe Burrow last year is so great. Yeah, at Vegas they're on a, then they're on a bye. Then at Vegas versus Steelers versus the Chargers versus the Niners. They have three home games in a row. Uh, at Denver versus Baltimore versus Kansas City versus at Cleveland. So they kind of got a tough schedule. They they're not like a hundred percent like. I don't know. I feel like uh, yeah, I'm a lot more weary on the Bengals. I still think they're good. I still love Joe Burrow. I still love Jamar Chase, and I love everything going on there on the offense. But we'll see. Um, then we have another game that obviously comes with some bad news, even with the result of the Titans win 34 to 31 against the Colts in overtime. Um, I'll talk about the game itself more because James is more of a Derrick Henry advocate. Um, this was not a very encouraging game from Carson Wentz, in my opinion. His stats, uh, don't look awful, but this just was a lot of times where Carson Wentz is kind of just chucking the ball down the field to Michael Pittman or to whoever, and just kind of hoping for, for PI flags. And I didn't even realize how often that this actually happens, but yeah, it was kind of just crazy to see how many times the Colts can get bailed out. Not really bailed out. Cause obviously the PA, the PI calls were like, you know, given to them rightfully so, but yeah, I don't know. And Jonathan Taylor still looks good. And I still like what Indy's going. Like I, I like that team. They got a lot of good pieces on that team. Um, it's just the, the, the Titans obviously winning this game. They swept the Colts this year, which is interesting. They just have such a lead on this division that even without Derrick Henry now for probably the rest of the season, even though that's not confirmed, um, it's going to be tough for the Titans to lose out in this division. I still think that they're probably going to win it. And if Derrick Henry can come back, then obviously this, uh, honestly, this may not be a terrible thing for, Tennessee as a whole because they can still, you know, they can they can kind of cruise along. Probably going to lose some games, but they can win some as long as they can get into the playoffs. They're going to have a home game, and Derrick Henry should be back and healthy by then. So that'll be good. Um, AJ Brown is waking up, and I really like to see that. Even without Julio in this game, AJ Brown looks like he did last year, which is good. And then. Um, yeah, the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC. I don't at all think that they're the best team in the AFC, but they have looked really good as of late. Yeah, I mean, it's very sad to see Derek Henry get hurt, especially with all these talks about how he's never going to get hurt or how he's indestructible. Like, he's, yeah, he's indestructible. Like he's not human. But, uh, I mean, they're literally rushing him 30 times a game. Like, it's going to happen. They're going to get hurt. I think he got hurt early on in the game, and they still decided to rush him like 20 more times. So that's kind of on the Titans there. They kind of just pushed him to his limit. And, I mean, again, I know the Titans, their whole offense revolves around Derrick Henry, but if you see him on the sideline kind of hobbling and he doesn't have a cleat on, then, like, don't keep him out of the game. Like, don't keep them running in and potentially risking an injury like this, which happened. 
like I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the the call there. They should have just kept him out. Uh, but I mean, he didn't have a great game in general. So like, if he wasn't having a great game, you should have just left him out with that injury. But it's whatever. Like, he can't do anything now because he's hurt. So yeah, hopefully, if the Titans make the playoffs, he's there. He can help him get Cruz to some playoff wins. Who knows? I, I'm just I'm upset that they just kind of. <laughs> I'm just upset that they they overused Derrick Henry and an injury was bound to happen. Like, no one can just have thirty rushes, thirty more rushes a game and not get hurt, even if you're Derrick Henry. Like, they're just overusing him. Their schedule is not easy. Uh, they they got to beat up on the Texans and Jags twice, and then they got the Rams, Saints, Pats, Steelers, Niners, and then they have the Dolphins. So yeah, they need to win those four games against Houston. Uh, twice and Jacksonville and Miami, and then by then they'll have ten wins and should be fine. I think they'll be fine. There's no one else in that division that's catching up to them. They may win that division on eight wins. I, I feel like it could be something yeah. like that. I think they might be the new NFC East. Yeah, uh, even and now with Derrick Henry out, like I don't think the Titans. And yeah, I think the Colts are good. I just think that they've had a lot of real tough matchups that they couldn't have won, that they just didn't win and. You know, whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also confused on their offense, like you were saying. Like how you were saying, it seemed like every play, Carson Wentz was just chucking it up to Michael yeah. Pittman to try to get the, the P.I. call. And, of course, we got the, the, the weekly Michael Pittman moss because that did happen. He did get E-Moss. Twice. Did, yeah. Like, it's every week. He's so, really good. I like he really is. I, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed with this Colts offense. They literally, Carson Wentz just chucks it up and hopes for P.I. every time. Like, that's not an offense that's going to win you games. And it showed. Like, yeah, they put up 31 points, but, like, it wasn't because they that they got literally got like two pi calls, which is unlucky for the Titans. But like, that's not gonna happen every game because teams watch film; they're not gonna keep one to happen. So I don't like how the Colts are running their offense. Yeah, I think that they the Colts should kind of adopt more of like the Browns approach or the Titans approach and just literally run the ball down the opponent's throats thirty times a game. But they don't really seem to be doing that, so we'll see what goes on there. Uh, another quick one that I'll just get done uh, real easily is the Rams and the Texans. The Rams winning thirty-eight to twenty-two. Um, Matthew Stafford did his thing. Literally, he shared the wealth with everyone. Um, Darrell Henderson proves to be a really good running back. I don't know if it's just a beneficiary of Sean McVay's system. That's probably what it is. And uh, now to add on to that, the Rams add Von Miller to this team, who has been one of the best defensive players in the last decade and I'm really excited to watch him on that defensive line because Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the same defensive line is going to be real scary the um, Rams may be the best team in football right now actually and I know that this is coming off a win against the Texans but I don't know they look real good yeah uh, only two things I'd say about this game because obviously we all expected the Rams to win Uh, Cooper Cup had another over 100 yard receiving game which is I mean just weekly at this point and the interesting stat of the game is Davis Mills had five more passing yards than Matt Stafford. Garbage time. Yeah, but like, still like, uh, yeah, it obviously wouldn't have happened. But yeah, I mean, I still don't think Davis Mills is the, the QB the Texans want. I still think they should no. play with Sean Watson or even trade him. But I, I actually don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to hold on to him, which is the sad part. They should. I Watson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's healthy. Yeah. It's just it's disappointing that they're not going to trade him and they're going to have him as a healthy scratch the entire week or the entire year. Like it's it's disappointing and I don't know. Yeah, the Rams. 
they're a top three team, and they're not three, so they're either two or one. It's it's between right now. It looks like it's between Bucks and Rams as the top team because the Bucks are I, looking really good. I would probably agree, and the Bucks lost this week, yeah, so which I we think, will talk about. I, yeah, so I think I gotta go with the Rams there. Yeah, they are looking. Yeah, especially with the addition of Von Miller, they're looking scary, and they may make they may make more moves in the off or in the off season though, at the trade deadline. Uh, but the Niners, I don't know what to make of this team. I they they're I feel like they're on the brink of playoffs, but I I can't see it happening. Like again, if we look at their schedule, they play Cardinals then Rams. Oh well, and, that sucks. And then they get, they get an easy win against the Jaguars. Then they play the Vikings, which will play them tough. Then Seahawks, Russell will probably be back then. Then Bengals, and then they play the Rams again. But Falcons, Titans, Texans—the te- the only team that'll give them trouble is Titans, but probably not without Derrick Henry. So, I mean, they have a tough schedule. I can they—I don't think they have to have some miracles if they want to start winning or making it to the playoffs because that's a pretty tough schedule I'm looking at right now. So I don't know what to make of this team. If they play like they did today, then I can see them doing it. But again, these teams they're playing are going to be tough, and they're going to give them a run for their money. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't really learn a whole lot from either of these games. I mean, Garoppolo had one of his better games in recent memory, which was good. Because I've always, I don't know, I've always kind of been a Jimmy Garoppolo truther. I think that this is a guy that, you know, was on a Super Bowl roster literally just two seasons ago and was probably talked about as a top 10 quarterback in that range that around that season. And I know that the Niners system was just so good, but – yeah, I don't know. I thought that the Niners were a very um, – this is also Shrieker's lock, so props to him. But, yeah, I don't know. They are really involved in Debo Samuel in this offense. Brandon Ayuk even got four catches, but this was more of obviously a ground game. The Bears are a lost team right now. They're going to win some games here and there, but they don't do anything special. The, Bear, the Bears are one of the more boring teams in the NFL. And, again, they're not the worst. They're not bad, but – the Niners are just a tad better. Garoppolo at this point in his career is better than Justin Fields is, even though Justin Fields, like James was talking about, had a really good game, especially on the ground. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. These are just two teams that are going to finish with, like, probably seven wins each, and it's just going to be whatever. And, again, the Niners have so much potential. It's just that, you know, their secondary kind of sucks. Uh, they can use George Kittle a lot, and obviously they're injured. So, um, yeah. I don't really – this doesn't really, like, mean a whole lot to me in this game. Uh, then we had Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks defeat Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is my upset. I thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to come in here and have a signature game. Um, Trevor needs a lot more time. I think that that's something that's really evident. They do not – they have not surrounded him with enough guys here. The fact that Dan Arnold was the guy in the, – here are the – the top three guys in receptions for the Jaguars were Dan Arnold, Carlos Hyde, and Jamal Agnew. Like, that, I feel, is a real problem. I think that you need – obviously, it sucks that DJ Chark isn't there, but they need to get LaVisca Chenault. They need to get Marvin Jones a lot more involved in this offense. It also didn't help that they lost James Robinson in this game, and I did, and he did not return. So that kind of sucks for them. Uh I think that he's fine. He should be back next week. And, and honestly, losing him for uh, the rest of the game really didn't matter. Seattle was up in this game 24 nothing at one point, so the Jags weren't winning with James Robinson. But 
yeah, I feel that, you know, good for Seattle. They got their uh, third win and finally win a game without Russell Wilson. Uh, James, what did you think about this one? Uh, I didn't really have much to say about this game. Uh, this was a Tyler Lockett game. Yes, it was. 12 for 142, which we have been wanting to see since which uh, I've been wanting to see since week two, since he dudded ever since. It's he, so random. Yeah. I, like, I don't get it. First two weeks, he was on fire, and now week eight, he pops off. Like, I, I'm so confused. But, yeah, ja- uh, at the Jaguars, they lost their top guy, like Jared was saying, with James Robinson. He was obviously that the X factor of that team. So I don't know what they're going to do while with him gone for like maybe a week or two. We'll see how they respond. But yeah, I, like the theme of this week was AFC South running backs just getting hurt. It was Derrick Henry, then James Robinson. Uh, thank goodness it wasn't Jonathan Taylor that got hurt because I love me some Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, yeah, this game was kind of a blowout the entire game. So there, isn't, there really wasn't much to talk about. Uh, Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 54 times. That's just because they were behind. And, I mean, it's okay for him to throw 54 times. He's got a young arm, so it's nice for him to get more throws and get some more some more playing time. But, yeah, nothing too impressive with this game. Obviously, I think Tyler Lockett's going to digress and fall down until, like, week 12. So, we'll see. I think when, when Russ comes back, the Seahawks are going to turn things around. So, yeah, this is, it's, it's nice that the Seahawks got a win. They had a nice, easy win against the Jaguars with Geno Smith at QB. So at least they, they, their record looks a little bit better. So when Ross comes back, they'll have some playoff contention chances. But, yeah, I don't know. It, Jacksonville may get the, the first pick again if the Lions get like two, a, a win. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so the next game was, I don't know, this is kind of weird. The, the Pats over the Chargers, 27-24. to 24. Um, I got to admit, Mac Jones has been pretty impressive. I mean, he's not like killing it anywhere, and I'll, uh, he's definitely a system quarterback, but he's he's putting up some numbers. James, what, what do you think about the Pats and the Chargers? Um, well, the one thing I have to say about Los Angeles is that LeBron James really didn't have as many points as I thought he would. Like, yeah, he had 15 points. <laughs> <laughs> he had 15 points, but it wasn't a, he almost had a triple double. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I purposely did that, obviously. Right. That was great. Um, yeah, the, the Patriots definitely surprised me this game. Uh, obviously the Chargers were a top team, probably top 10 team coming into this week and the Patriots kind of just shocked everyone. Uh, the big part, the big thing with this is that Justin Jackson had more rushing yards than Austin Eckler. Obviously he doesn't mean anything, but Justin, I mean, Justin Jackson had that one long rush. So that kind of defined his whole 79 yards. So, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to worry about there. Austin Eckler is still gonna be the top guy. Like there's nothing to worry about. It is concerning that he only got 11 rushes, but I think they were playing from behind a good amount. They were not playing from behind, so he only got 11 rushes, which is kind of concerning. But... Yeah. Uh, the Pats kind of just controlled the time of possession. That's kind of why. Yeah, the Pats are good at that. They I had so. they had a lot more plays. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that Damian Harris had Damian Harris had 23 rushing yards, which was more – or not rushing yards, rushes, which is more than the entire Chargers had combined. So yeah, the, the Patriots just kind of ran the clock out. They knew it, they had to slow the Chargers or keep Justin Herbert and the Chargers' offense off the field, which they did a good job of doing. And they also contained Mike Williams, two receptions on 19 yards. So they're just doing things right in New England this game. Even with the loss to Stephon Gilmore, they were just doing things right. So this is a big win for New England. It's 
Uh, Mac Jones clearly is looking like the best rookie QB in the draft. Again, not talent-wise. That's Trevor Lawrence. Don't get on me, Jared. But. I mean, I like both of them. I don't know. I like I like Mac. Yeah. But, yeah, now Mac Jones, like, performance-wise in the NFL, looks like the best rookie QB right now. Yeah, this is definitely surprising. This was the Chargers game to, like, kind of pull ahead in the NFC – or, sorry, the AFC West. And they really didn't get it done. So – that's kind of concerning, especially because they had a nice promising start, and now here they are at four and three. So, and but I mean their schedule isn't that bad. They play the Eagles, the Broncos, Bengals, Giants, Texans. Like they have a pretty easy schedule, so I can see them making the playoffs. This is just a one minor setback, and I think they can they can probably make the playoffs. They they may run away with the division. Who knows? But I can see them making the playoffs. This is just one minor setback. Yeah, everyone was kind of riding the Chargers after the game against the Browns. And they've since then got pummeled on the road against the Ravens, had a bye week, and then lost this game against the Patriots. So there hasn't really been a whole lot of Chargers love lately. I still love Justin Herbert. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. I think that he is going to have an MVP title in a couple of years. I think that he will definitely get it. I really hope he has a Super Bowl title also in the next couple of years. The Chargers are a really fun team. Obviously, they lost this game. I think that they're still probably going to make the yeah, – I think that they should still make the playoffs. I think that they're going to be in it to the end. They have really good, great skill players. And, yeah, the Chargers are, are, are going to be fine, I think. And the But I just think that the Patriots are a team that is also good. Like, I, I think that they're going to be a team that could make the playoffs. And, um, you know, I don't think they're going to win the division. The Bills are too good. But – Mac Jones is a guy I predicted in the beginning of the season that the Pats would be around a playoff team, and I think that they're really good. I think that they have a really good defense. Bill Belichick is obviously the best coach in the league still, and they have good running backs, and they can run it down your throat. They dominated time possession and plays. Like the char- the Chargers had 35 passes and 20 rushes, and the Patriots had 35 pass attempts and – Damian Harris had three more carries than the and the Chargers did in general, with also Mac Jones carrying the ball four times, Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolden four times also. So the Patriots just ha- are going to always have go- good game plans. They always have a really good coach, and they just have a great defense. And they're just going to end up play- they're going to play good football. And the Patriots are a team that I think is going to be very um, tough to play. There, no one's going to want to play the Patriots because of Bill Belichick. All right, so next we had – this one really surprised me. Uh, the Saints with a 36-27 to victory over Tampa Bay. Um, Tom Brady and the Bucks were about to lead a game-winning drive, and the Saints surprisingly picked them off on the last play of the game – or not the last play of the game, but you know, one of the first plays of the last drive of the game. Uh, James, what do you think about this one? Uh, uh, I mean, this was kind of just – one of those games that you expect, like an upset. Like Tom Brady lost to the Saints, obviously last year, but I mean it was blo- it was a blowout. So I don't know. It just you kind of expect Tom Brady to lose to the Saints every every year. This game obviously surprised me because James Winston got hurt. Trevor Simeon stepped in and he didn't look the worst, but uh, Brady still looked really good. He still had three hundred seventy five yards. Like this this Bucks offense is still one of the best in football, but I guess the Saints just. They came up clutch with that pick six. So, I yeah, I don't know. There's not much to say about this game. Uh, again, obviously, again, Bucks offense is explosive, one of the best in the league. Saints 
well, to me now look like contenders. They're five and two. They're looking really good. Obviously, the Winston injury sucks, but they may trade for a QB before the deadline. They may sign a QB, or they may just stick with Trevor Simeon. Who knows? But uh, these 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 Saints are climbing up in the uh, NFC South, and they're right behind the Buccaneers, who are six and two. So this is going to be a fun division to see unfold. I thought the Bucs were going to run away with it, and they still might because it's Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So I, this may just be an overreaction or a panic mode like type thing that the Saints are like right there. But I think the Bucs are still going to easily win the division. Uh, I think this is just one of those one of those games they just have to brush aside, just like the Chargers. You just have to brush it aside, a minor setback, and the Bucs are going to bounce back. Uh, they definitely are. They're, their team is too good not to. Yeah, I think the Bucks are going to be fine. If I like, as I say, pretty much every week going into every week, I think that the Bucks are the best team in football, and I I now think that the Rams are in that contention. Um, but I also think that the Saints are good. I mean, I don't know. I used to think that they were just unpredictable, and they still kind of are because I thought that they were going to lose this game, and they obviously didn't. Um, they're going to just hang around. They're going to be. They're going to be in the playoff contention. They're going to be in the hunt the whole time. And I think that they could very well make it. Obviously, they don't have Jameis Winston for the rest of the season now, which sucks. Um, we're uh, hoping that Jameis can come back next year and and be totally fine. We'll see, obviously. Um, I don't know. If you were the Saints, I mean, besides trading for Deshaun Watson, because I think that's what everyone would do, what what would you do? Would you try, would you try and trade for, like, a – that's tough, right? Like, there are not many great backup QBs. I was going to say, like, maybe try and trade for Drew Locke. Well, I don't know about Drew Locke. I mean, I don't think he's great, but at least, like, Drew Locke's probably better long-term than Trevor Simeon. Oh, 100%. And I, it, I was going to say Garoppolo, but that contract is too too large. Again, they could also just resort to Cam Newton for a year, but I don't know how much he's asking for. They could sign Cam. I mean, they lost him for the season. So it's either you have Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill – for the season, or you pick up someone. I would probably want to pick up someone. I know Trevor Simeon kind of dotted up the Bucks. I'm trying to think of like who else that they could trade for. Um, I mean, maybe Tyrod. I don't know because I think that the Saints have like one of the more like they don't have a lot of weapons on offense. But once Michael Thomas comes back, which I think is going to be kind of soon, they're going to have a good. They're going to have a top five running back probably. A top five, a top ten wide receiver with other decent skill players at those positions. Mark Ingram looked really good back there. They have a probably a top five offensive line. They have a good defense. So like, if they have a good quarterback, this is a team that could really make some noise. Um, There's not many great options. I think you'd have to dip into free agency. Yeah. So we'll see what the Saints do. But again, yeah, I think that this is a really good roster, and I think that they can make a lot of noise. Obviously, they just beat the team that I think is the best in the league. Um, or I thought, at least. The Bucks. this was a game where the Bucks' run game did not really get working. And when that happens, the Bucks are going to struggle a little bit on offense because it's not as open as a, of a playbook. So, yeah. yeah. Credit to the Saints, though. Uh, this is the team that I don't like giving credit for because I just hate everything about them. But, yeah, you got to give it to them here. Yeah. And then the Bucks also have a bye next week so they can work th- some things out. And then next two weeks they play football team than Giants. So like Yeah, that'll be fine. Coming into the like they should not be worried going into the bye week. Like yeah. they should not be worried at all. All right. Uh this will be a quick one. Denver with a seventeen to ten win over Washington. 
I'm not encouraged by either of these teams, and clearly the Broncos aren't really encouraged by themselves either after giving up Von Miller. Uh, I don't know about you, but I kind of thought that the Von Miller trade was a good idea. You're not you're not winning anything right now if you're Denver. You're kind of just, you know, kind of lost. And Von Miller is a good, is obviously a great pass rusher, but I feel like he's kind of lost a step. Not ever since the Super Bowl, but maybe like he barely played last year, if he played at all. I don't think he played at all, actually. And this year he's been good, like obviously there and he's been good. But I feel like ever since like maybe two seasons ago-ish, Von Miller hasn't really done anything. And now you get a second and third round pick. So you're going to have five picks in the first two days, which I think, I think, which is going to be pretty good if you're Denver. Um, and I think that they're going to, they got to use some of that on a quarterback. I think that they need that Teddy Bridgewater is just so average. Everything on the, and the end, Denver got Jerry Judy back. And this offense still wasn't really moving the ball around. So, yeah, I also think that Melvin Gordon should be traded. I think that just um, uh, Javante Williams being unlocked is just a good idea. I think that that's just something that pe- that Denver should do. And, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what goes on with Denver. But Washington, we talk about it all the time. Heineke's terrible. It's so predictable. This offense is actually crazy. And now Jarrett Patterson is getting involved in the rushing attack. It's kind of crazy. The offensive line for Washington is banged up. Taylor Heineke, I don't think is very good because he tries to be the hero all the time. We talk about it all the time, so I'm not going to keep talking about it. But, yeah, Denver gets a win at 4-4. Four and four. I don't think that they're nearly uh, good enough to make the playoffs. I think that their defense is all right. They're actually, no, their defense is pretty good, but their offense, it, it needs some work. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like the Broncos' defense. I think Bradley Chubb is also coming back, so that's going to help them out a lot. But, yeah, this game was pretty boring. I didn't really watch it that much. But, yeah, the the, the Von Miller trade, I think, yeah, the, I think the Broncos definitely. I think it's a win-win. Yeah, I think it's a win-win. The Broncos, <laughs> they give up someone who's who's regressed, who's up there in age. They got some good value for him, and they get oh, they clear a lot of money in cap. Yeah. So, it's I think it's a nice nice um nice trade for the Broncos. So yeah, but uh, there's nothing really much to take from this. Obviously, Jarrett Patterson, the the Buffalo Bulls, uh, legend who rushed for like five or seven touchdowns something last year. I I don't know why he's taking over the backfield. I don't know why he has more rush uh, rushing attempts than Antonio Gibson. But clearly, the football team sees something that we don't. And their vision sucks because Antonio Gibson is the clear best back there. He was he probably is a top ten back in the league if played right, but they'd rather play Jarrett Patterson and JD McKissick over Antonio Gibson. So don't know what's happening there. They're probably just throwing everything away. Ron Rivera just wants to be like obviously we we love the guy. We love that he's he got through chemo successfully, survived cancer. For football wise, I don't think he should say he's the coach. I don't know. It's like this team is not heading in the right direction. Again, I love the guy. I love that he recovered fully, that he's healed, but I don't think he should be the coach anymore. I think he should, he should be out. Uh, I don't know. I don't really think it's Ron Rivera's fault, personally. I think it's more of the personnel, but that's a, I don't know. That it, I can see it. They, like, they've – they start 2-1, and one, or they started 2-2, two and two, and now they've lost four in a row. Yeah, it's just – I don't know. They've kind of had a hard schedule as well, but I just feel like Washington is just so not. Yeah, they're they're not good. Yeah. They were they were a playoff team last year, and now look at them. They're two and six. Like, uh, a lot of it has to go with the defense too, because their defense fell off, like remarkably, like not yeah. in a good way. They felt they just fell off. 
Uh, all right. So now to talk about my torture for three and a half hours is <laughs> Dallas with a 20 to 16 win over the Vikings. There's so much to dissect from this game, but it's just going to exhaust myself more than I already am. Um, so James, I'll just have you start this one off. Uh, yeah, I, I, we also thought this game was going to be high scoring, but obviously with the loss of Dak Prescott for the, the game, we thought this would be more of a cakewalk for the Vikings with Cooper Rush and QB. Obviously that wasn't the case. Um, a lot of things stood out here. Obviously two Cowboys receivers at over a hundred receiving yards with, again, this is all Cooper Rush at QB. Like had Cooper Rush had 325 passing yards. He almost doubled. Kirk Cousins passing yards total. Like the Vikings just underperformed this game. I think the Dallas defense is just legit, and the Vikings didn't have an answer for him. But I I expect this this Vikings team to step up, and even with Dak Prescott, the Dallas the Cowboys probably would have won by a lot more. So I don't know. What the, I don't know. The Vi- they're both really good teams. I don't get what what happened with the Vikings. I they just they didn't come to play this game. I, I don't know. It was. It was just it was an it was an odd game for, to end Halloween. Again, you had Cooper Rush and the Cowboys being the Minnesota Vikings, who I thought would be playoff a uh, playoff contender, but they're three and four right now. It's not looking good for them. So it's tough to tell what's going to happen with this team. Uh, obviously, I, I want them to do good, I really do, but this is not a promising sign for that. And the Cowboys are already running away with the the NFC East, like. They're going to easily win the division. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of the, the Vikings. Again, I love the team. I don't either. So. I love the team. I don't know what I don't know what to think of them. <sighs> All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. <laughs> um, I want to give credit to Dallas. They came into a pretty hostile environment with a backup quarterback and won. Uh, they have a really good defense. Michael Parsons is legit. Uh, Trayvon Diggs actually locked up Justin Jefferson pretty well, which I did not see happening. And Adam Thielen pretty well. He was on Thielen for a good amount of the game too. Um, Zeke is great. Their receivers are – that's got to be the best receiving duo or one of the best receiving duos in the league. Um, There is no reason that the Vikings should have lost this game. The Cowboys had, again, their backup quarterback – they had an insane – the Vikings had a great first drive. They had a dropped interception on the first drive. They had an inter, another interception that they probably should have gotten, even though it was kind of a tough play for um, Cameron Dantzler to make. But yeah, the Vikings had a great first drive and literally couldn't do anything after it. They had way too many play-action calls that just never really worked out. They have great – receivers they have a great running back they have an offensive line and they still could not put up a whole lot of points and again credit to dallas's defense but still man come on the play calling by mike zimmer was absolutely atrocious this game there was nothing there was maybe a couple good plays on the first drive that i was like okay i like that it was just like it it seemed like there was so many three and out three and out three and out three and out and you hate to see that especially when it's your team and you know, obviously, when you lose to a backup quarterback at home, prime time, there's not really a whole lot of positives to take. Um, really, the only positive to take is that now I truly realize that Zimmer is a problem, and 
he can't be the coach next year. He was kind of like on it. I was like on the edge for him and I supported him for a lot of years. But after this, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Zimmer. You can't lose this game. You just can't. And yeah, we like everyone's saying like we're game planning for Dak, but it's not like your game plan is just going to be that much better. It's not like that game plan is going to be that much different suited to a quarterback who literally has never started before. When it's that, like, I don't know. I, I don't get that. Literally, there, there should not be any excuses. I understand that Dallas is a really good team and that they have really good players, but I don't know. I am now fully out on, on us or the Vikings making the playoffs. I think that this, you know, you can't lose this game. And I, I understand that some people have bad weeks, and this is kind of the Vikings' first really, really bad game. But still, man, I um, this this one killed me. This one killed me a lot. So I'm kind of done rooting for teams. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I'm a Rams fan for now, and I'm obviously I'm kidding. But yeah, it's tough being a fan of this team, and I'm honestly surprised that I said all of that because I was literally about ready to just say a couple things and be done with it but yeah dallas is six and one and they look scary and that's cool that's really really cool go vikings um all right so the last game that we're going to talk about is the monday nighter that just finished a couple of hours ago the chiefs with a 20 to 17 victory over the new york giants i'm just gonna say i am done with kansas city i know that they won and they're four and four but Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't, he doesn't look right. I don't know if it's Clyde not being there. I highly doubt that that's why. They spent so much money on that offensive line, and he just does not look comfortable behind them. Andy Reid's play calling does not look nearly the same. It just like it, it seems like every time they get a first down, it's a miracle. And it, it, like they barely beat this piss poor Giants team at home, who was missing. Uh, it seemed like a lot of their offense and their offense didn't particularly play well, but their defense did, who has been a pretty poor defense this whole year. So I, I don't know. I, the, the chiefs are something's something's wrong and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a bad year, but you know, can they make, they, they may make the playoffs. I am out on saying that they're a contender. I'm out uh, until, until further no, notice they play. Green Bay, I believe at home this week. I believe it's at home. If they win that game, I'm going to be right back on it. But as of this moment, as of right now, I'm off on Kansas City. I think that they have a really good offense, obviously, but they cannot they, – they don't look the same. Something something changed there. Maybe Sammy Watkins is better than we all thought. Who knows? But I'm out on Kansas City. Uh, just to confirm, it is at – Kansas City. Kansas City so. I like I think that they're gonna lose. I I'm not and again I'm not a huge Green Bay supporter, but I think that they're gonna lose. Yeah, after seeing the Packers beat the seven and Cardinals, I can see the Packers winning that one. Yeah, like you were saying, it's like it just seems like this Chiefs offense is like sucks. They just seem off. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so weird. Yeah, like you were saying, like it seems like it's a reward like they get a first down. Like, wow, they got ten yards. Like it seems like a miracle. Watching this game, so many receivers dropped the pass. Like Patrick Mahomes' interception, that should have been a touchdown. It really should have. But it went through Josh Gordon's hands. It bounced off Jared McKinnon's helmet, and then it landed into the Giants' defender. Like, it's not Mahomes' fault. It's just 
this the, this offense is terrible. It's so many drop passes. It's it was so bad. It was awful to see. Yeah, I'm um I might be out on this Chiefs team too. They just don't look good at all. Their defense sucks. Their offense kind of sucks right now. They drop yeah again. They're dropping every pass. They should have had one more touchdown, but this team is just not looking great. So I don't think of this. They yeah they barely beat the Giants. They beat them by three, and the, the Giants are not the best team. So I don't know what to think of this Chiefs team. It's actually no, I do. It's they're just they're not going to be contenders. It's I don't know what to to say about them this year. Patrick Holmes is still a really good QB. I think he should leave his family. I think his family's holding him back. <laughs> but it's I don't like they just completely fell off. I don't know what to think of it. Like their defense was pretty good last year, and now they are one of the worst in the league. Their offense was probably second best behind the Bucks, and now they're not even top ten right now. Like I think teams are starting to realize that if you just double cover Tyreek and Mahomes or not Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, then you kind of can't can't uh, you kind of can't really do anything because Mahomes is or those are the only two people Mahomes needs to target. I think it's just more of teams figuring out the Chiefs' offense. And that Mahomes only throws okay. to two people. I yeah, it, it, I think it's just it's that like it once you like break it down, the Chiefs' offense isn't really that great until you figure out how to contain Tyreek with a deep safety and kind of double him, and then contain the middle of Travis Kelsey because that seems to always be where he goes. Like it's kind of predictable what would happen. So, I mean, yeah, Mahomes is a generational generational QB, but he just needs more weapons around him. And until then, I'm out on this Chiefs team. Yeah, so we're in agreement. Uh, before we uh, sign off, I just approached the stat, and Matthew Stafford already has more touchdowns in eight games than Jared Goff did all of last year. So I just wanted to say that. That was fun. Yeah, because we all know that Jared loves Jared Goff. Yeah, he's my favorite quarterback in the league. Um. All right, so – uh, that is going to do it for this week, week eight recap. A little bit of a weird week, but um, we're we're just moving on towards the playoffs. It's crazy that the season's basically half over already. After next week, it's going to be half over. That's crazy. What is it, week eight? It's week it, week eight just finished, and now next week is going to be week nine, yeah. and there's 18 weeks now. Yeah. So literally yeah. once next we're, week's yeah, over. We're already more than halfway through fantasy too, Yeah, which – it's going my way too quick, which I'm happy about because I hate fantasy at this moment. Yeah. Like I love fantasy, but I hate fantasy. Yeah, it's awful. All right, so that, again, that's going to do it for us. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Route Runners Pod. We're going to be posting a lot of polls weekly about who's going to win each game, who's going to end up with more yards in, in each game, and it's just going to be a really fun to vote on and interact with all of our followers. Uh, I'm Jared. I'm James, and we will see you guys. Thursday is when we're going to release the preview for week nine. So, yeah, we will see you guys then, and thanks for listening.